The elusive first championship in franchise history. Instead, the Rams drive 15 plays to score a touchdown with under two minutes remaining. And a drive that the Bengals got to midfield ends on a fourth down. Joe Burrow being corralled down by, of course, none other than Aaron Donald in the picture. And uh, that was that. The confetti fell. Cooper Cup was MVP. The celebration is on in the Rams locker room. And... Uh, dejected Bengals team <laughs> rode on a sad golf cart after sad golf cart through <laughs> the halls of SoFi Stadium as they all were taken on carts all the way down to the buses which were on the other side of the stadium and that's that. The Bengals come up short and uh, there's a lot to dissect in why that is. A lot of things that can be pointed to but Jay... It just felt like the one play that has come over and over again for them in this playoff run was set up to happen, and just over and over again, it didn't happen this time. Yeah, I mean, we talked. It was exactly what we expected. Low scoring, close, and Joe Burrow with the ball in his hands at the end of the game, a chance to win it. And I think that's the only thing that really happened today that that you didn't expect was that that Joe Burrow didn't find a way. It was, like I said, everything you thought it was going to be, tight and low scoring and, you know, Aaron Donald being a disruptive force, Jamar Chase making plays, getting the best of Jalen Ramsey a number of times. There were so many things that you you thought could or would happen that did, and the one lone thing, we've just – We've seen it so many times and gotten so accustomed to it that you put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands at the end of a game with a chance to win it, and he's going to do it, and no one bats a 1,000. Yeah, and you thought maybe he could. I mean, because it seems like he had it, and you end up – the thing that blew my mind, and I ended up going through back through every game book this season, there the, – the Super Bowl ended with the Bengals coming up empty on five consecutive – possessions four straight punts and then the final turnover on downs they had not come up empty on five straight possessions not including kneel down situations all season long not once not one time this season had they had five straight drives without points and yet the final five drives of the season where they just needed one of them to equal points. They come up empty in five straight. Incredible. Because it's not anything we've seen from them all year, even against great defenses, even in games where they sucked offensively. 
never had it really ever been like this where they could never get anything going. And for it to be in that spot when you had the game in control after the beginning of that third quarter, they come out and boom, 20 seconds in, first play, deep ball to Higgins, 75-yard touchdown, second play, interception of Stafford. The two things you felt like you needed to give you the Super Bowl happened so quickly. You've got all the momentum, and from that point on, it was just it became that Rams defensive front really taking over. Yeah, it was the, that interception, not cashing that into point or into a touchdown, settling for the field goal. The deep ball to, deep ball to Jamar Chase early in the game. They have first and first and ten at the eleven. Three straight incompletions, settle for a field goal. I mean, red zone's been a bit of a problem, but then it, you mentioned the five straight possessions without a score. That last drive, 17 yards to chase, then the, the shot, the nine-yard shot over the middle to, to Boyd. It's second and one at midfield. I mean, you were thinking at that point, worst-case scenario is they get in field goal range for a 50-some-yard field goal for Evan McPherson, and it's going to be an, a Super Bowl in overtime and three straight plays with one yard to go to get a first down. They get nothing. Kind of a thrown-away deep ball. The third and one Samaj P. Ryan run, which I think is going to be the play call that it gets most discussed from this game. And then, of course, the the Joe Burrow had no chance in hell fourth and one pass where he, he just his initial read wasn't there because the deep, the Aaron Donald got in so fast and he just kind of awkwardly chucked it away and. Just, uh, I, I was just mentioning to you when we were watching this on replay. It was, I was surprised that watching it live. It didn't look like there was any shot. Watching it on the TV replay, it looked like it actually got pretty close to Samaji Piran. But um, on that play, I don't know how much of the replays that TV showed, but I was taking video from the press box on that, and I had a wide-angle view. Jamar Chase blew by. Jalen Ramsey, they had the go ball for a touchdown there. If, if, if Burrow has a little more time and uh, Chase took his helmet off and fired it to the ground with both hands, it was, you could see Tyler Boyd sitting there and just, it just that realization that it, it all ended right there on that one play. And it was just, like I said, no one bats a thousand, but you just, you really felt especially with the way that drive started, the 17-yard pass to Chase. It was that they were going to at least get the field goal. Yeah, I mean, McPherson said he'd have been good from 60. He, he had enough probably from 65 if he really needed it. We saw him in pregame hit one from 63 that went off the upright, but it was about 5, 10 feet off the upright from mm. 63. I mean, you, you convert that first down, you're basically in at least McPherson swinging at it. And you, you're hoping for more. Zach Taylor said after the game, you know, they, they were – thinking they just sneak a quick first down there and then start taking some shots at the end zone and see if they could actually win it. That was the plan, and that's the plan with the Piran run. The problem, the problem is, and, and let's, t- let's talk about this, because yeah. that's four plays where it's third or fourth down and you need a yard in this game. One in the first quarter where a drive ends at midfield that you go for it and don't convert on fourth down, uh, but you had a third down against Samaj P. Ryan ran on that one. Look, like you need a yard. I, I I get that entire last drive, P Ryan's out there. You you feel more comfortable with him in pass protection, obviously, and you can still dump the ball to him out of the backfield. But if you're gonna have there was there was an incomplete pass on the play before that third down. Yes. You know, if you're thinking maybe we need to keep ourselves an option of running the ball here, 
you need to put Joe Mixon in the game. Like Joe Mixon needs to be in when you need a yard. And in the early in the game and late in the game, he wasn't. And that's just a really hard pill to swallow, man. When you need a yard and you have a Pro Bowl running back and you have a guy who can get you a yard oftentimes single-handedly when it's not there and you're handing to Samaj P. Ryan. No offense to Samaj P. Ryan, but you're not Joe Mixon. There's a reason you're not the starter. And that's just a really tough pill to swallow. And I know in-game you're making – moves and things happen or whatever and next thing you know you're handing it and you don't even realize Pirine's in there I guess but you have to it's a mistake you can't make and and it kills you and it ends up taking points you know off the board and, and cost you chances to go down there and 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 win the game you know you at some point you know Joe Mixon needs to be in play for you to make a play and, and that's um that's a really tough one to swallow if it's if it's me it's it's the primary second guess of this game other and there's a bunch yeah. of them well that the thing is Yes, it was that it was a deep shot. They had plenty of time. They had forty seconds to get Mixon on there. Maybe get a, a bigger package in. You don't have to trick the team. You, the, you, we saw it after Joe Burrow hurt his right knee. Their next series, they came out with two tight ends and Deontay Smith as a tackle eligible. It was we're going big. We're going to run. We don't care if you know we're going to run. We're protecting Joe Burrow and and Joe Mixon run, rips off a twelve yard game. You, you, if you have Joe Mixon, you don't have to trick the defense. They had time there to get a second tight end in. Even if you want to go four wide, and you could still run Joe Mixon and feel confident getting one yard. Um, and, and it was that was the problem was that they had the clock was stopped. It's not like you're you're moving in rhythm trying to 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 switch out personnel. They, I don't know. It, it, it's something they've done all year. It's not like Zach just pulled this out and tried something. They they. They have tried that play numerous times this year, but man, with the with the Super Bowl on the line, it's that old adage: dance with who brought you. Why try to trick him there and like what he said, steal a first down? Just slam Mixon in there, and you. The other option would be a Joe Burrow sneak. Maybe they don't want to do that because his knee is is so bad. But you've got a back in Joe Mixon who can get you one year. He should be what you're paying him. No matter what that offensive line, and he should be able to get one yard. Smaje Piran had two carries today, and they were both the short yardage needed yard, and he got zero. Joe Mixon averaged four point eight yards per carry. Yeah. It was his most efficient game. I was stunned how well they were able to run the ball all day. They were able to, they were able to gash him a few times. There wasn't a lot of them. There was some tackle for loss. There were some guys in the backfield, but not compared to what we'd seen. It was as good as they'd run the ball in a long time. Yeah. And then, to, so to, to to not give Mixon a shot. It, it hurts you, and, and it's something that you're going to go back and look at. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. There's a lot of different aspects of the game we can talk about. The other part was, you know, it, it did feel like they made the Rams play their game. They had they won the turnover battle. Yep. They only got three out of it, you know, because one was kind of an arm punt into the end zone when Jesse Bates gets the pick early, and then Vernon Hargraves in a hoodie and slides and socks is running onto the field like an idiot. One of the dumbest penalties you will ever see in a Super Bowl, and it pushes them back a little bit more into the shadows of their own goalposts in the final two minutes of the first half. Would they have driven? I don't know. Their drive was kind of sputtered anyway, but. It doesn't help. And, you know, what an idiotic thing there. But, you know, you, you get 
You got the turnovers. You won the turnover battle. You ran the ball a little bit. You were able to catch your explosive plays, the deep ball to Higgins, the ball to Chase in the first half. They set up points for you. You got explosive plays. You got turnovers. And you had your defense playing well in the second half. You were stopping the Rams. And then you get the drive, which we've seen every playoff game had ended in an interception by this defense. The turnover that they needed, the stop that they needed, they'd always gotten it. And now they didn't get it. They didn't get it. They had a chance on the fourth down on a a cup jet, jet sweep that he converts. That would be over. You had third down and goal from the eight. And a flag comes out on Logan Wilson. Look, and and this is the, you know, there's always going to be an official thing. You know, there's controversy over the official missing the face mask on the deep ball to Higgins where Ramsey got his face mask tugged. And that's kind of why he fell over. This I mean, the, In general, I didn't think it was terribly officiated day or it wasn't egregious. But that moment, I, I tweeted it and I, old takes exposed me right before that. Apparently, they're just, you know, they're just letting everybody play. They're not going to throw flags in this game and players are playing that way. Everybody was because they were not throwing a damn flag all day. All of a sudden on that play, which was nowhere near as probably egregious as the play before when Pratt could have gotten flagged right. for a hold. They call the flag on Wilson. Otherwise, it's fourth and goal from the eight, the exact situation of the Raiders' playoff game at home where it would have been fourth and goal from the eight needing a touchdown and you just need the one stop and maybe you end it there. Instead, you get into all the stuff that happened down and eventually cup over top of Eli Apple setting up the the last Burrow drive. But, man, that – we've seen this defense be in that spot all year and, and make the big play, make the stop. And just today, this one time, they couldn't do it, and that's something they're going to have to kind of live with for a long time. Yeah, because it, even when it was first and goal at the eight, it felt it's okay. Who's it going to be? Who's going to get the pick? It just felt like it was going to happen. Or after Matthew Stafford threw that horrible pass on first down, you had Van Jefferson wide open, missed him. May, I, maybe they just go four straight incompletions. I, I think the Logan Wilson penalty was the the typical uh, makeup call. Where if that if that if that play before with Pratt doesn't happen, I don't think they call the flag on that. And and you said it. Uh, if you just watched that one play and you didn't know what happened before that, I don't think a lot of people would have a problem with him calling holding because he did. It wasn't egregious, but there was some impediment there. But the fact that they had not they had been letting him play and then to just kind of flip it there at the end, I think that's what frustrates. A lot of people and, and that drive really that the Bengals had done the defense had done a great job you mentioned they got the turnovers they they were they they just totally shut down the Rams run game and they were they had pressure on Stafford he was uncomfortable he was in tough situations because they couldn't run the ball and everything kind of flipped on that final drive because they they just went past 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 they had to it was six six minutes and thirteen seconds when that drive started. So they could they they mixed some runs in, but they did a great job of of, of going fast, of snapping the ball with 25, 22 seconds on the clock, and they weren't given the Bengals time to to set. And, and they got in a rhythm, and then once they did that, then they started letting the clock run more. So the Bengals are down in their stance. They're, they're, they're holding it a lot longer. They just made them really uncomfortable in that final drive. And, oh, by the way, you have the Offensive Player of the Year in Cooper Cup, and he's done this to a lot of teams. He, he's broken a lot of hearts late in games. 
see Tampa Bay, see just about every other team that has been close with the Rams down the stretch. Um, it was they just it, it was one of those things where kind of the, the Bengals game in Vegas, the dam's eventually going to break, and it, that's that was the Rams kind of mindset here where they got Cooper kept going on that final drive and the Bengals just didn't have an answer. It's it's hard not to view this as the championship that slipped away at this point, right, Jay? Oh yeah. I mean this it's you have it right there in your hands. You're they're playing your game and you just can't you can't finish this was not a Rams team that played particularly well. Sean McVay was like out here trying to establish the run at 1.9 yards a carry all day, helping the Bengals get stops. You know, they had delays of games and false starts and, and, and things like that. And Stafford missed passes and they tried a Philly special that blew up in their face. And I mean, this was not a Rams team going out there and, and looking great and, and, and put and feeling like they earned it. It, it felt like, the Bengals had control. They had everything had gone the way they wanted to, and it slips away. And that's so hard to swallow. You know, in the big picture, you know, we will talk about this season and look back at this team fondly, and they should. And, you know, Joe Burrow mm-hmm. came into the post game. You know, he hurts his knee in the game. And, uh, there's a question of if he's even going to be able to finish. I mean, it looks bad. He's limping around. He can having trouble putting, you know, he, he, he was limping pretty bad there after the game coming off the podium and everything. You know, he, he wasn't, he kind of said, he said he had been, been watching Kurt Warner's a football life last week. And Kurt Warner in that talked about how he felt they took that, their, their one loss too hard and didn't take enough time to celebrate the season that they had. And he wanted to make sure they gave that what it deserved and, and celebrate with his guys and reminisce on this season tonight, even though it stings, and not try take it so hard in the, in the moment, you know. Because I do think in the end, eventually when the sting of this wears off, it'll still hurt. It will still feel like, gosh, they, sh- they should have won that. But you'll still look back on the, what this season was and, uh, and and think more of how special the run was, I think, than even the Super Bowl loss. It always – it kind of felt that way even before the game. And I think you don't ever know if you'll be back. And nobody's ever making those thoughts. It's so hard to get here and everything to go right and whatever. It's not because of that. It's because this team was special. This run was special. And a game that doesn't end the way you want to doesn't – take that away no i think where the the sting comes from is the the thing that we thought was going to be their achilles heel all year finally was the offensive line six sacks in the in the second half you know they overcame it nine sacks at tennessee um this was different there it was it was joe burrow limping He, he never got medical treatment but that you you could tell the way they the first drive after his injury the way they approached that you could tell they were concerned that they, they needed to make sure he didn't take any more hits right away and it is it's they they weren't supposed to be here and I, I think there's there's some satisfaction that should come in that it's it's not a moral victory but it is it's you get to the Super Bowl it's a special season and this was not a mortgage the future go all in to try to win a title. They, they've they got something 
building here and nothing you're right nothing's guaranteed about getting back but you you feel with the quarterback in place with the skill guys in place with the coaches improving that that they go into this offseason and they fix that offensive line and no guarantee they get back here they're gonna be one of the favorites to be back here and they'll still be one of the most fun teams to watch for a while and this is one of the most I mean, I think the most beloved, fun season probably in Bengals history, you know, and and they deserve all the credit for that. And they deserve to have their heads up high after this. It doesn't take away how many times, you, you know, if you're when you're Zach Taylor and he talked about it, you know, yeah, there's going to be a lot of me looking at thinking of all the things I could have done better and, and the calls that could have been better and 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 analyze that and and that's going to be a part of something that you just you live with it's something that you have to live with i mean uh taylor talked during the week about remembering passing bell bill belichick uh and tom brady in the hallway after the loss in the super bowl uh with the rams before he took the Bengals job and how it just never forgot that and how it sticks with you and those moments are going to exist today. You know, everyone's down. They have all the podiums in, in one big warehouse area. And you have the Bengals right next to the Rams. You can hear the Rams hooting and hollering. And all the media are down there. And all the cameras. And everything's down there. And the Bengals are just quietly sitting there at their own little podium while all the hooting and hollering is going on. And you're just like, man, it's you can see how tough that is. You just know how tough that is and how tough that's going to be. And so... But that's what it is. That's what the Super Bowl is. It's the finality of it. It's what the postseason is. It's the finality of it. And that's where the Bengals are at. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. It's a late night here at SoFi Stadium. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun season. Hope everybody has enjoyed the walkouts. We've enjoyed bringing them to you. Uh, and, uh, you know, we will be back and we'll have more wrapping up the season as we come back uh, to Cincinnati and get back into town over the next couple of days. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, final here from SoFi Stadium, it's uh, Bengals lose in Super Bowl 56 to the Rams, 23-20. to 20. Have a good one, everybody.